right, welcome back. Continuing our live podcast here from Apartmentalize 2022 with the famous and admired Whoa. Kate Good with Huntington Residential. Kate, so glad you could join us. Thank you. Find some time for us. I'm not only happy to be here, I'm also happy to be in San Diego. It's just been amazing, and this conference is just getting started, but it's already on fire. Don't you feel it? I, I think people are so happy yes. to be out again. Last year, they thought it would be, last year, people we thought it would be, like, that would be the year, yeah. but people were still hesitant. Still cautious, yeah. yes. Now, I was there, but it was different. It, it wasn't was. like this. This just feels like kind of the old days. Yes. So, yes. yeah, everybody was really happy. Um, and you're speaking tomorrow. I am. Um, and for those of, of us, of our audience that's not able to attend, it would be great if you could talk about your subject a little bit, which is really interesting, which is the digital nomad. How yes. we How multifamily is accommodating that lifestyle. Yes. Well, you know, when I come to Apartmentalize, I always want to come and report on whatever's new, hot, and trendy. And when I looked out in the apartment sphere, I noticed that we are seeing this trend, this heavy trend of the renter that offices at home. So that got huge during uh, the pandemic yeah. and, you know, apartment communities were converting spaces in their clubhouse so people could have their meetings and trying to make that safe and everything. And it's just really continued. It's continued. Um, I have an apartment community in Houston, Texas. It is all studio and micro apartments. Average square footage is under 500 feet. And 38% of our residents office at home, report themselves as officing at home, meaning they don't go anywhere for work, they're at home. Now imagine that, and living in 450 square feet. Wow, <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to know who Cramped. are these people <laughs> who can do that? I mean, I want my closet to be 450 square feet. <laughs> How do you make that your whole kitchen, bed, and office too? That's crazy. And so when I got to know these residents a little bit better, I realized they made the choice to live in this area. Their, their work didn't choose them to live in this area. And they may be there for six months. They may be there, you know, for um, a year. They may only be there for three months, but they c consider themselves to be digital nomads. So the idea that people are officing at home now has become such a trend that people are seeking professions that allow them to have this kind of lifestyle. And I'm so intrigued by it. Yeah. And, and communities that can accommodate it. Right. So right. what are some of the amenities you think about when you think about trying to accommodate a digital nomad lifestyle? Yeah. Well, I've got three apartment communities that are under construction right now. And I was lucky to go through the design phase with this trend already emerging and did my surveys and talked to uh, the people that we were meeting with and uh, we were renting to to really find out, you know, what do you want? How can we build the perfect apartment community for you? They love that meeting space. And instead of that, and I think this is one of the terms that is so overused on HGTV, open concept, open concept, everybody wants open concept. The truth is in our clubhouses anymore, they don't want open concept. Uh, it's too noisy. It's uh, It doesn't give them private space. They want to come down to the club rooms and have some workspace where there's not a espresso and frappuccino machine that's making tons of noise down at the Starbucks. You know, they don't like working at the Starbucks anymore. It's too noisy. They can't do a Zoom there. So they want to have small spaces where they can do a Zoom, where it's got good lighting for that. The sound acoustics are good. Um, and they can really manage their lifestyle of working here. So we've got to have space that's an extension of their home that acts as an office. The next thing that they really want is high-speed internet 
and that instant right. on. Yes. So we're shifting all of our packages now to managed Wi-Fi where we buy it in bulk. And honestly, when I'm buying it for the whole apartment community, I'm going to get a lot less expensive than if you're going down to, you know, the Wi-Fi store and the television store and, and hooking up your house, right? And I don't, I'm not mentioning any brands because I don't want to upset anybody, but through managed Wi-Fi, we, we can get it so much less expensive, but the value is truly this. It's instant on. So when that digital nomad shows up at the apartment community and we're handing over um, the Bluetooth key fob for their door and their their internet's on right away, they can go to town and they yeah. don't have to worry about getting all that set up and having these accounts set up all over the world wherever they're going for their their newly found lifestyle. And do they expect, uh, do, you, do you charge separately for that? Do they expect that to be wrapped up into the rent? What's the, what's the market expectation? We are exploring that right now um, at the first community where we did it we charged a $125 amenity fee a, a month. A, a amenity fee per month wow. and that included your high-speed internet streaming television one reserve parking space water pest control and a really happy team that's always there to serve you and, and the use of all of our amenities too so 125 of that my cost for that high-speed internet and streaming television is uh, a smaller portion of that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's under forty bucks. Right. So, so it's um, a good margin. It's good margin, yeah. and the, the, but there are companies out there that are charging a hundred dollars to resell that Wi-Fi and streaming television, also. Which, yeah, great. You know, a lot of markets are going into that right now. Some of the suburban markets are still uh, feeling some price sensitivity to it, so they're moving into it. But we're finding in the urban markets, it's pretty accepted that if your if your building has managed Wi-Fi, it's rolled in. And, and there's some profit on top of it. And the access to these uh, workspaces, mm -hmm. that's included in the rent? Yeah, that's included in the rent. And what's great about the managed Wi-Fi is you've got your own network, right? So if you pick up your iPad and you head on down to um, the work area that we've set up, you know, the community office, um, you never leave your network. So your Wi-Fi goes with you as long as you're at the property. Oh, that's And so it just makes for really seamless work experience for them and I will say that's our number one selling feature right now for the person that considers considers themselves a digital nomad an office at home um, um, uh, type of work person so the other uh, the other ha I think the flip side of the digital nomad story I think is um, the ability for them to move around sort of at will. Mm -hmm. So are you accommodating shorter lease terms mm -hmm. as part of this strategy? Yeah. Well, that's that's always been a, a interesting um, challenge with lenders. You know, lenders don't want you to have short-term oh, leases. right. And yes. I can tell you that our lenders have limited us to a certain percentage of the apartment community how many short-term leases we can have. And that's too bad because th this... This we could rent a lot of apartments if we could rent them for you know under six months at a time, but there's companies out there now that have membership-based services that they will set up your apartment for you in markets all over the world, and so you sign up, you're a member of of their company, and you say, okay, I want to go live in Austin, Texas now, and I need to be there for four months. You pick out your apartment and you live there, and then when you leave, they still have that lease. And and they're going to fill it with the next person that wants
wants to live in Austin, Texas. So my co-speaker tomorrow at Apartmentalize is Bill Smith, and he's the founder of Landing. And Landing is probably the biggest and the, the only one that I know that's doing membership-based housing, and they're all over the world. And um, they manufacture their own furniture, so there's a lot of consistency in their product. And I think that for people who want this kind of lifestyle, this is really the answer for them. Because they can go to an app and look at all the places where they could live and what that apartment's gonna look like. And if they don't have that city, they'll set it up for them. That sort of uh, reminds me of the old Oakwood model. Yeah. Like the Oakwood cor- or corporate model. Yeah. And the uh, the uh, Achilles heel of the Oakwood model was inconsistency with mm-hmm. being able to keep those things filled. Mm-hmm. My experience, this was years ago when I was mm-hmm. on the operator side, was at some point we would have trouble filling the Oakwood uh, spaces and they would wither. Yeah. And then they would want to expand. It wouldn't have room. It was problematic. Do you see now enough traffic, this digital nomad lifestyle, demand is sufficient now that you can consistently expect all of those kind of loosely held spaces mm-hmm. to be filled on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. When we accept a lease from landing, it's on our terms. It's for 12 months. So it's really uh, that company's responsibility to keep keep it full. And um, and they do. They do. So uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a very interesting emerging niche. But when I look at my apartment community and I see that 38% of our residents office at home, and that's what we know of. That's yeah. just who, who, it. Yeah, who, who thinks of it that way. Um, I say, yeah, this is really growing. Um, many of those people don't have cars. Their, their lifestyles are just completely different. But this was something that just blew me away. I thought that this would be somebody who was like 25 years old, you know, and I want to be a social media influencer and I'm going to live all the, all over the world. And I'm thinking, how many of them are they? Yeah. <laughs> How many do we need, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot, but that's really not the key person here. Um, I found out that families are doing this. So families with young kids are taking their kids on a journey of exploration all around the world. And the kids are helping to decide where they're going to go live next. There's entire Facebook groups dedicated to this camaraderie and tip sharing. And this is where we've gone that we love. And it's it's pretty fun to see it happening. I don't hear Airbnb being discussed. Mm-hmm. In the conversation. Airbnb, are they playing a role in this or no? Airbnb is reporting that they are seeing a greater number of people searching for apartments for 28 days or more. And, you know, people used to think of Airbnb, hey, I'm, I'm going to Napa for the weekend. I yeah. need a place in Napa. Right? Well, Airbnb is now saying those short-term stays are, are not um, the, the growth that we're seeing. We're seeing it over 28 days. And so do you think, uh, so Airbnb has been kind of controversial, a lot of multifamily communities, mm-hmm. largely because people that weren't supposed to be Airbnb in their unit mm-hmm. were doing that. Mm-hmm. There was then this, some movement to say, well, as, at the corporate side, we'll just embrace it. Mm-hmm. We'll set aside some units for that. Mm-hmm. Is that happening more now mm-hmm. to accommodate this lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Or is there some other, like you were talking about landing, is, is there some other technology platform that's filling this gap? You know, I, I think that's what we're all trying to figure out right now is what's next. So what was scary about Airbnb and Guild and Stay Alfred and a lot of those companies is they went right. away during the pandemic yeah. and you know it wasn't managed as well and that 
we, we took the hit for that. If you had apartments set up with those companies and you were on some sort of rev share instead of a master lease, um, you were only making money if it was occupied. And a lot of times they just came in, dropped the keys and said, we're out of business. And it was, there was a lot of pain out there for those com- those apartment communities that were working with those companies. You know, I, I don't know which ones are still around and aren't. We've just made the decision that because of our lenders, it's not right for us and, and we're not going to do it. But I think that there is a, a really exciting opportunity for whatever existed prior to the pandemic to kind of refresh and renew and come back because the apartment industry certainly needs some the professionalism there and the consistency there. Yes. It, are, Kate, are you able to successfully sell to lenders the idea that there's a premium attached with accommodating this lifestyle and the amenities that you're putting that you can say, look, we expect to have you know, 10% uh, accretive value on top of what you normally would expect because of these amenities. Are they buying that? Oh yeah, they they love to see that in the underwriting all day long, right? They love to see it. But then when it comes down to how many leases, when do they expire? Can you control that? So we are talking to one of our lenders right now and we've been successful at saying, you know, it's more of an urban market. We think we're gonna get students. We think we're gonna get um, a lot of tech workers in and out. If we handle our expirations in such a way, meaning we'll make sure we only have so many in November, so many in December, and then we don't have more than X amount per month, is this something that you could agree to? So yeah. it would really be a, up to us to then manage within that promise. And they've been open to that, and I think they're seeing like, this is happening, and if there's some way that, that we can insulate, they're just they're just worried about their risk, yeah. and they wanna make sure we're being you know good, um, stewards of of the community is is the is is the amenity is it, is the amenitization that's required maybe the technology required to accommodate is it a meaningful number on top of your per unit cost your development mm. cost interesting no and I would say that it's things that we would do anyway because it's just what we all need today. So we're not necessarily doing it just for the nomadic renter. It's it's what we all want in our home today. Um, and if we're if we are building it for the for the nomadic renter, I think other people will see. Yeah, I need that too. So for example, I'm not. A, a nomadic renter, but I do have a apartment that I keep in Kansas City, and it's where my husband's from, and we spend a lot of time up there, and we're building a house, and right now, we just have a little studio apartment, and I found myself up there more and more, and one of the things that I love is on the Apartment Communities app, I can reserve one of 12 different spaces in the apartment community to have a Zoom call, or a meeting that I want to have, or just space to get away where the dogs aren't barking and and I can do my work for a couple hours in that day so I think that you know we're needing this I and when I look around this apartment community I see kids in there with their parents doing homework so they're using them as homework stations too so there's a lot of a lot of people that have it uh, that need but might use it for different reasons well, Kate, in our closing moments, before we let you get back to the show, uh, is there anything at, at the end of your talk tomorrow, is there uh, a, a punchline you want to deliver that people should remember as they think about this emerging lifestyle in, in multifamily? I think the, the, the things that have really made me just stand up and take notice is how quickly 
and how many people are interested in this type of lifestyle. If you just go to TikTok and you put in hashtag digital nomad, you're going to be overwhelmed with people bragging about this lifestyle and how much they love it and giving a lot of credit to the places that they found to live in. Cool. And talking about why they live here and why they chose this apartment and telling other nomads, when you get to the city, this is a great place to live. And it's it's this word of mouth emergence and um, kind of live in the dream, you know, lifestyle that I just, for me, it's fun to, to watch and see and makes me kind of wish I could do it again, you know. <laughs> it's sort of adjacent to hashtag van life, it yeah, feels like. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I mean, you, uh, you have a reason to go play on TikTok and, and for, for work. I mean, it's a great excuse to go to TikTok. Um, all right, Kate, thank you so much. Really thank insightful you. stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Thank Good luck you. In, your, in your speech tomorrow, your talk. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. 